Hey everyone, welcome to Next Steps podcast, Citywide's, um, I guess on Tuesdays we do a catch up on how we've gone, what what the sermon was about on Sunday and just have a bit of um, a chat around the topic and, and how a few people, yeah, receive it and talk about it. So we, as we start, we'd like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the first Tasmanian peoples as traditional owners and custodians of the land we walk on. We also pay respects to elders past, present and emerging and fill their care for country, land and seas over the past thousands of generations. So welcome to Next Steps podcast. We've got Emily McCormick with Grace, who's on the floor. So yeah, if you hear a baby, it's probably that. Um, we've got Paul Dare, who's just eating his lunch and just finishing that off. So nice to have you, Paul. Please tell me that's a sheepskin um, steering wheel cover. And then uh, we've got Gus Swindon at home and, and Matt Garvin. So welcome, guys. Should we, all just wave? Should we all just wave awkwardly at the camera? Everyone wave. Good. <laughs> Matt, we, we've been doing a series, um, we're halfway through, looking at the series of what does it mean to follow Christ, to put Christ right at the centre. So the acronym FOLLOW talks about fast and pray. I think we've got a slide for this, actually. Fast and pray, uh, observing the Sabbath, uh, listening to God, uh, learning the Bible, offering tithe and time, and then worship. So we're looking through these. This week we've been looking at listening to God. Uh, and Matt, I'm going to throw to you in a minute, but just before I do, guys, the week before we talked about prayer, and this week we talked about listening to God. What's the difference between those two for you guys? How would you how would you communicate the difference? I'm just going to say someone's name, shall I? Gus, what would you say? Sure. Uh, well, I mean, I guess prayer is, for me, fundamentally, it's a two-way communication. Uh, oftentimes when I pray, I don't feel I'm hearing anything back, but maybe I'm just not listening. The listening piece I find is a lot harder to do. I mean, talking, speaking, God is, is okay. I've usually got things I'd like to share or ask or, or whatever. But the actual hearing bit requires me to slow down, put some of my own thoughts out of my mind, move into a different space somehow, and mm. that is intuitively a lot harder. Um, in fact, it's it's actually, can actually be rare for periods of time that I feel I'm doing that in any meaningful sort of sense. So, yeah, I guess yeah. from that regard, prayer is a lot more common for me than hearing from God or listening for God. Yeah. And do you other two, you find listening to God takes discipline? Emily, what do you reckon? Yeah, I would echo Gus. They're both intentional. You have to set time for both. But I find praying a lot easier because it's more reflective and it's about me really getting things off my chest, whether that's for my own prayer requests or for other people. But hearing God, it is a discipline and one that mm -hmm. I wish I could say I was super good at and did all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, yeah, I have to be a little bit more intentional about the most effective way to set the, the silence aside to make that happen because it's easy to drown God out with our anesthetics, as we'll talk about later. Yeah. Nice. Anything Paul throw in? No, I basically agree. I think that um, prayer is that two-way communication, which is much easier to do, as Gus was saying, than listening where you've just got to still your mind and listen for God. And it's, it is completely it's a lot harder because when in prayer if there's if there's moments of stillness you tend to just talk anyway so talk to mm. god so yeah i agree with both of them yeah 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 that's right often um i think often we think of prayer is it's me centric it's about me my world my wants my what i think god should do it's often centered around self but yeah 
So, but nice. So anyway, we've been exploring this. We'll keep talking today. Matt, what were you trying to get out of the sermon? What were you trying to deliver? Yeah, it was interesting. I, I We've talked a bit about listening to God in the church. We had um, my mates, uh, Jeremy and Lisa, over uh, from Canada a couple of years ago, and they actually run a little course. It's still available on our website called Hearing God. Um, but so I, I knew I need to I, I need to wrestle with you know, what what gets in the road. We can talk about the mechanics, and I did a little bit. Um, but the first bit, I, I started with my uh, U2 reference. I had to put in the gratuitous U2 reference, and the, that, that was a very good album, All That You Can't Leave Behind. Uh, and, and the and Hands up if you appreciated Matt's U2 reference. In the and it is. And it is. Great yeah, way yeah. to yeah, it is, it is it is a great album, and I love the song Grace on that. It's uh, Anyway, I, I, a few songs I like on there. Um, but that reference that Bono calls God's phone number, this promise that God says, call on me and I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. There's this assumption in that, that God's going to speak and we'll hear what he's saying. But it, was, it was a couple of weeks ago, I was reading Isaiah 28, and I... I just echoed, I just realised this, this picture of God longing for us to enter the rest. And I didn't get to talk much. I, I missed a bit of what I would have loved to have got to. But, but this picture of God longing for relationship, him saying he is enough. Uh, but be, because the northern kingdom had focused their security on their city and that they were full of um, grog and... Uh, they were finding their security in the wrong place and they were using anaesthetics. They just were unable to hear. And they were, they were not dealing with reality. They were avoiding reality and God's, God was calling them back to issues of justice uh, and promising to be their strength as they faced reality, but they were trying to avoid reality. And so I, the first part of the message really was, um, I, I really, there's other stuff I wanted to say, but what, as far as where I got to was just, trying to list some of the things that are anesthetics in our society and also some of the things we tend to trust more than God and saying it is, God says repeatedly, this stuff gets in the road. And the other thing that was not normal for me when I um, came to preach this sermon was this picture I got when we were praying in our engine room prayer meeting on a Thursday night. Which, which, by the way, anyone's invited to. There's links on the websites. Thursday nights, 8 p.m. till 9 p.m. But I, I was praying, and I just had this picture of a well. And when I looked into it, it was it was not very deep, and it was just dry and dusty. Um, and I, and then somehow I saw a side elevation of it. And I don't think that's the right word from architecture, but I don't know what is. Gus probably, as an engineer, knows what it's meant to be called. Um, but uh, I. I uh, realised that from the side point of view, that, that the bottom of the well was really, really thin, really thin. It couldn't take any weight. Uh, and that below it was this deep, fresh, pure, cool water. And I just, this sense, God kind of saying, this is the issue when it comes to people relating to me, that there's this stuff that is, that actually when you boil it down, doesn't carry any long-term weight. Like it's the stuff that we spend our time on that doesn't actually carry weight. But it's it's that stuff that forms this really false barrier between us and God in our lived experience. It's not God's end. It's us and, and particularly a 
naming it up as the anesthetics and uh, the things that we wrongly turn to for security. You know, put a bit of a list together of just some examples, but this is for all of us. Everyone seems to be able to pick their own poison. So um, before you before you go on there, yeah, with, yeah, with the picture of the well, I was wondering, do others have an idea of what Matt's trying to communicate through that image? Good. Okay. Well, that worked well then, didn't no it? No one knows when to jump in, so I'll jump in. Yeah. Look, I get the I get the vision or the analogy. Um, you know, I hadn't hadn't had that. And I must admit, when when you said that, I had a slightly different thing came into my mind. Matt, mine was more of a mirage because you're sort of heading towards something. You see something in the distance, water. In that case, you know something that you're trying to attain. But as you get closer, it doesn't actually. It's not actually there. And the thing that's actually there is really just imaginary. And it's actually because that's sort of some ways you know, how I experience my, you know, some of my uh, hearing from God is a little bit like that. You know, I don't know what's real and what's not real. And so I see and I hear things and I imagine things. But then as I approach or as I get closer, it becomes unclear to me whether that's actually what I thought it was. And it could have just been, could have been just, you know, my internal voices, you know, my imagination or my head or something from my past or someone that I, you know, know and relate to communicating and that was that was sort of the interpretation i had of, hmm. of that hmm. you know just sort of as you asked us to reflect on it that's what came to my mind hmm. yeah any other comments i i love the analogy i thought it was really good the way i looked at it was it was like a case of you've got this god who wants to give you so much in life but the stupid things that we get caught up in life <laughs> and i'm pretty sure what he was going to say there was brilliant Get in yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily, do you want to take over? I had similar to Paul. I think it was just that we get in our own way and that thin mm. thing at the bottom stopping that beautiful fresh water from coming through is mm. us trying to substitute that hole that we know only God fills and wants to fill yeah. with only good things. Because in this series we're trying to look at Jesus, uh, God planned for us to have life to the full and the, the way that we find real meaning and, and connection, joy is, is, is by this um, being close to Christ and living his ways. And then we find this fullness of life, which I think in the well is the cool, I like the word cool, fresh <laughs> water. Yeah. So. Cool. Right, Matt, keep going. What, what else on Sunday? Well, that, that was, I mean, really the first part of the message was really at that level. And, and I, I kind of drew a line there. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. That that, that chapter is amazing uh, and it really points to Jesus and God saying, look, I will provide all that you need. But then we, we actually then took some time to uh, do a bit of a our, our discussion time, which I know some people find a bit uncomfortable, but... It, it's come from this intent from our heart to try and work out how do we not just talk about this stuff? How do we how do we wrestle what this actually means together? And so we're, one of the new things we're doing is using a bit of a word clouding, inviting people to give their answers and so we can kind of see how we each respond to that. Uh, and 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 then the second part of the message was more practical. Okay, how does it how does this actually work? Yeah. So so I think you're main question well just before we jump to that i i was reading through again john fourteen twenty six, which says but the advocate the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything i've said to you and this 
this beautiful thing of the Holy Spirit wanting to teach us everything. And mm-hmm. him, I, one, one phrase he said at the end of your sermon was, God knows stuff. And it, would, we'd, it pays to listen. Yeah. And I, I like how that verse in John 14, 26 really relates to what you read right at the start. Yeah. yeah but you, one of your questions was, I think, can't remember the exact question on the wordle, but it was on the, not, not wordle, where am I going with that? <laughs> on the Mentimeter <laughs> is, um, what are your what are the things that prevent you from listening to god i think yeah there we go what are the aspects and wrong foundations that can take you away from hearing god so in this list if you have a look at them um the bigger the word the more people typed it in so things like busyness you'll also find business spelt differently there i think but anyway busyness books tv food technology now none of those things are bad families there even um none of those things are bad but I think the point of the anesthetic is what do we use to numb the pain or numb the emptiness, I would say, so some of those things. And often the way you can tell what your anesthetics are often is when you, when, you move, when you feel powerless, a bit more like a victim, or when you're exhausted. Um, are there any other times when you, you notice your anesthetics the most? <laughs> I actually remember this. I, I mentioned this in passing on Sunday. There's a, there's an acronym, HALT. HALT. When you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Yeah. Uh, it was Apparently that comes from a 12-step program. That, that they, they know that they're the, the times where you're most likely to fall in back to dependency kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I definitely throw powerless from my experience into that list when I feel like I'm not quite in control or things aren't going the way I wanted them to. But yeah, hungry, that's a very short term one for me. But I think it sends me off to a lot of that sort of numbing type of behaviour is feelings of guilt. And I feel I haven't lived up to how I want to be, shown up the right way, you know, I've done something wrong, wronged someone, whatever. That's when I jump to those things I know that can distract me from actually hearing God and getting things right again. Just get busy, I get busy and just... You know, take on other things and try and achieve more, but uh, that's really just a, a way of running away at times. Hmm. Emily, you're nodding a fair bit there. I agree with the powerless, and I was going to add like a time of transition or change, but I think that's what powerless means a time when you don't know what's ahead, you can't control the present, and so the anesthetics are the things that we can control or turn to that we have choice or power over. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they're often things that make you feel like you have some power or, yeah. Okay, so chuck that word cloud back up for us, Matt. Which words do you resonate with? Which ones do you think, oh, yeah, I, I see myself with that one. Just re- just call them out. The busyness one te- right for me. Busyness, yeah, retreat to... I, I like the word default. We often default to these things when... Th- yeah, we... Hmm. Do you think techie vision should have been television? <laughs> I kind of like techie vision. There's a couple of television related ones, I think. Yeah. Sleeping's a big one for me. I just think, oh, I'm just stuff it, I'm just going to go and have a nap. Yeah. I, I know for me, uh, there's been different ones, but. but yeah, I can waste time just watching nothing. Mm. Um, I, I think Grace finds it hard when 
her, her mum's not giving her attention and so she she needs a bit more attention. Yep. <laughs> Which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Grace. It's good to have you with us. Hi, Grace. <laughs> She's beautiful. It's a good anaesthetic. No, yeah. Dummies. Dummies are good anaesthetic. Yeah. But they just don't satisfy. She'll realise that soon. <laughs> Yeah, so the point of this anaesthetic is in this sermon is that it's one of the things that's going to prevent us from being able to hear God because it gets in the way. I think this was what you mean by the sandy surface of the world. Things that just get in the way and we might not even realise, but they're preventing us from hearing God. Yeah, and I was making a distinction between anaesthetics and things that we wrongly trust too much. Mm. Like they're putting our trust in the wrong places. Mm -hmm. I think Paul was about to launch into something really deep and meaningful about those things um, before he dropped out a few seconds ago. Um, what I was about to say, oh, the the well, yeah. So the well, the well. I love the analogy because underneath the you know that deep, clear, fresh water has so much life. Uh, yeah, so now you've got a phone call coming in and that's why your volume went right down there. And yeah, so you've got this you've got this presence of God which is just there to be taken, but we just let like that slide we just seen, we just let that anything on that slide get in the way. And we have this habit of doing them and, and we can just we claim it so easy, you know, like we're too busy or something's distracted me from God. But God's got this wonderful great promise there for you and it's just waiting to get us and we just uh, we just let life get in the way. We let life get in the way of God, basically. Hmm. Great. I imagine we all have days where we forget to listen to God, where we get to the end of the day and think, I haven't, I haven't made any space in my day for God, sort of thing. But, but what I'd like to look at is, have you, have you guys had experience where, where well, of course you have. Can you give us some times when you've really heard God? Um, and it might be at a corporate level together, which is a really precious thing as well, but it, it, often it's a personal thing. Have you got any experiences or stories of when you've heard from God that you'd be happy to share? Who wants to go first? Well, while you're thinking, I've had a bit more time to think about the question. I, I think one that was really significant for me was... Um, uh, I was coming to the end of university. I'd done maths and science all the way through. I'd finished my science degree in, um, I studied antenna, which hasn't come in handy yet. Um, and uh, and I just really felt like God was like, um, I didn't want to just do the next sensible choice. I, I really wanted to be able to say, God, I want to do what you want me to do next. And so I remember sitting on a, um, do you call them dizzy whizzies, hurdy gurdy thing that spin things at the parks, just sitting on one of those one night, late at night, and just just um, really wanting to listen to God of what do you want me to do with my life because I'm at a crossroads, and and I, I I was I actually find what he said quite annoying because because <laughs> I said what do you want me to do for you and he said no I need to turn it the other way around how would you how do you want to serve me and I want this to be your choice um, and but. It's hard to explain because the, for me, this was a real turning point in my life. And it was a really, I, I really heard it from God that this is, that 
I'm with you in this. What? How do you want to spend your life? And so I became a school teacher from that point. That um, that that night, it was a turning turning point. Became a maths and science teacher because I wanted to help the next generation and wanted to help them find Christ. Um, so that's probably one of the really clear times when I've heard from God. Yeah. Hmm. But any others? They won't all be big life changing ones either. Sometimes they're just little prompts. <laughs> Bye, Paul. <laughs> we just lost Paul again, did we? Yeah. Oh, I, I think for me, I mean, there are the big life-changing ones. I was just praying this morning, and I'm really wrestling with how I do my self-management. And and I felt like what God was saying was, bring me into it. Like, actually, because I've got a to-do list. It's really, I'm quite proud of it. It's all very well organised and things. But I felt like Jesus was trying to say to me, Matt, just let's let's talk about all the different things on you, what you're trying to do, and work out work out your goals, what you're trying to do with me. It was kind of in my quiet time this morning. I felt like that was what God was saying, which is both about how He, like often in my quiet times, I just get a sense and I write it down, and so I write it down. But also, I think it's Him wanting wanting to be more involved and wanting to talk to me a bit more than he currently does. Yeah. How about for you, Em? I definitely think that for me, I hear God, well, in the past I've heard God and he answers my prayer through other people. So I've had a few moments like the one you were sharing before about what to do after uni where I think he's used other people to help uh, soundboard and direct me into the way that he might want me to go. But probably the one that comes to my mind the most is I was 15 going through a big season of out of control changes that I had no impact on. And it would look like I was coping really well because I completely threw myself into school and work. So I would go to school all day, then go to work and then go to a second job and then go home really late at night and then repeat every day, which is not healthy. So I totally can see then how those things are anesthetics because they dull having to focus on what's really going on and acknowledge the pain. Uh, we went on a youth retreat. It was with Combined, Hobart Baps, a bunch of other Baps places around Tasmania. And it was a silent one. Bits of it were silent. So you had to be quiet, which I'm just too good at filling the gaps with mindless conversation too. Um, it's a gift to be able to talk to people, but it's also a gift to know when to listen and shh yeah. as well. Um, so we were having a time where we were all sitting in the room and we had to be silent and we were in prayer asking that whatever God wanted to say to us, he would. And I remember sitting there going, okay, this isn't working. I'm not hearing anything. Like this kind of seems like a little bit of a waste of time. I'm going through the worst stuff right now. Um, and I feel like you don't even see me, Lord. And if you really did, maybe you'd speak audibly to me because, you know, that's what this whole thing's about. Um and I think I said, I didn't challenge the Lord, but I went, are you even really there? Do you even really see me? And then I had this other person on the retreat tap me on the shoulder and he typed out a message on his phone and he held it up to me and he just said, it said in the text, God wants me to tell you that he sees you and you shine brighter than a sunflower. And that was all it said. And he would have had no context. And he is someone I admire because he's always been so open to hearing God and knowing what's God and what's not. He's got that discernment. 
Um, and I think I just sat there in awe. And I guess it stuck with me for all these years because I think it was a big definitive, wow, okay, that's the last time I question you, Lord. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Thanks, Emily. That's good. Good after you, Gus. Yeah, I mean, when you when you ask the question, Dan, the, the thing that I, I was trying to think of something a bit proximate, you know, not too historical, and the thing that comes to mind is more of a, I don't know, a behaviour or a pattern that I can get into. So I guess without going into lots of details, I can sort of, you know, in, in relationships and things that I invest myself in and have a crack at, I can get a bit offended at times, you know. I wouldn't say thin skin, but, you know, relationships, things happen and you get a bit hurt, and my, my go-to response sometimes is to withdraw and to yeah. just sort of think fine I'll you know I'm done I'll pull out of this I'll you know get a bit self-piteous and feel a bit sorry for myself and what have you well when I do then obviously you go into a bit of a sort of a lonely space and that can last you know days or, or longer and so you know this this has happened I you know that's just a thing that I know is a reality some occasions I know I can think of a couple of times in the not too distant past where you know I've actually a bit like Matt you said you know I've actually asked God you know what I should be doing about this like actually could you come and be with me in this mm-hmm. and I did hear last time this sort of occurred Dan I did hear God said to me don't don't pull out don't back off don't shut down don't do any of those things just mm-hmm. breathe just calm down you know persist and I felt a really strong sort of well direction almost to actually work through it and it was sort of it was sort of interesting because you know I can then see a whole lot of things in your relation in my relationships and things that actually can continue to work function. And, it's and you know it, it didn't really take me doing anything significantly differently apart from you know, just actually trying to ask God to be in it with me and then you know, he said don't pussy sort of thing you know just just through and it, yeah it, it actually works a lot better so that's a sort of a recent thing maybe that's you know not quite the type of thing you're thinking of but that's something no, that's mind. that's great that's great I, I um i can see the future of different ways that people don't listen some people just block their ears and say la 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 so they can't hear anything i, I think sometimes we do that to god other times it's just like you know that typical picture of a father at the kitchen table reading the newspaper and the kids trying to talk to him and, and they're just saying yes dear but not listening at all but this thing of taking the space and sitting with god especially when we're feeling powerless or victim or hungry angry what was the other two can't remember hungry angry lonely and tired yeah yeah it's interesting those those four really feel like a bit bit like Maslow's hierarchy of needs they they don't they don't go for the spiritual side of that the very physical body stuff but there's also a spiritual side which powers and yeah how about for you Paul what's what's some of your experience hearing God uh I've heard God a couple of times and I still reckon the most amazing one was I was on a mission trip with some um, people from Bible college and so we'd been really, you know, getting into the Word of God. So we're really at that point of listening closely to God and, and you know, actually taking notice of surroundings and that. I remember I was asleep and I woke up and I could see these white lights in the room. And they just happened to be above all these pastors in training's head. And God was telling me, look, I've got this. You know, you can be, you can be holy with me, you know, like you can 
the light will shine down and through you if you give me a chance. And that was just such an amazing. I can actually still see the light shine emanating on all these people's heads. And it was just like, okay, God, you in. <laughs> I've got this. <laughs> yeah, but that was the most, that was my most amazing moment of God talking to me and saying, yeah, Paul, I've got it under control. Mm. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah. So, Matt, in the second half of your talk, like, is there anything else you were trying to get across? Often you don't, there's stuff you don't get time to share as well. So, if you want to throw anything new in. Yeah. Well, there was a bunch of stuff from Isaiah I didn't get a chance to talk about. And I really, I rushed through what, what I call the process of listening prayer. Because mm. um, I, I think, one of the things that I, I've really been convinced by is, uh, uh, I think it was Alan Hirsch or someone who said the Christian church, people in the Christian church are educated well beyond their level of obedience. Um, <laughs> and uh, that the, the central question is really what we do, not what we think. And so I'm trying to work out, for us as a church, that's why I keep talking about practices and we keep talking about the, the, the acronyms and trying to work out how do we help people do stuff. And, and so I, I on the, the little card we handed out, we listed the process of listening prayer where it makes a, a, an acronym WhatSat, which means nothing. But I was trying to work out how to, I tried to make it mean something, but I couldn't. Uh, but it's withdraw, withdraw, honest, ask, tell, sit, articulate, and test. And and basically, it's saying if you want to listen to God, you, then then you, you do actually have to withdraw from distraction. That's part of the reason I've gone back to a a paper Bible after flirting for a couple of years with using my phone or my iPad to read the Bible because I just I find I get so distracted so easily. I I need a paper Bible and a paper journal uh otherwise i end up looking at youtube or facebook or something um so i've got a and, and i've also as part of that now with more kids home i am I'm, I'm grateful i've got um headphones that are noise cancelling headphones <laughs> so i actually need to that's that's another strategy i have for withdrawing from distraction when having my quiet time i actually put them in uh so i'm not hearing the tv blaring and everything else going on uh, but then this thing of honestly facing the different parts, uh, one of the I think one of the blocks to us hearing God is that we feel like we know what the answer should be or how we should be feeling. Mm. And, and for me, in my journaling, often I've got to get out the fact that I'm really annoyed with someone, or I'm feeling depressed or whatever, before I get through that to work out what what is God saying, what what is my where's my heart in all that. I've got to get the part that's not my heart out as well and face the different parts of who I am. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I've got a, one of the other things, I've, that's the, the first two things. The second, third thing is asking God questions. I often, I think maybe it's because I'm a bit scared to ask questions that I might not get an answer to or I might get the answer to, I'm not right. But actually asking God specific questions and waiting for an answer, hmm. but but asking him questions that I don't already know the answer to, like I mentioned on Sunday, like I don't need to ask him whether I should love my enemies. That's fairly clear. Um, hmm. I may not like it, but it, it, the answer is clear. Hmm. Uh, and 
uh, and the other thing of I, I, I've got saying uh, tell tell God that you're ready to do whatever He says, no matter what the answer is. So there have been times uh, where my kids are asking me, you know, can we go to McDonald's or you know, can, asking me for you know. Uh, you know whether they can watch TV or where they, where they're not really asking me. For them, there is only one outcome to the question that is satisfactory. <laughs> and and as a dad, it's really hard to engage at a dialogue at that point. I think it sometimes it's a bit like that with God. I think we've got to got to be willing if the answer isn't what we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there've been plenty of times for me where. But I've been praying, well, the answer hasn't been what I wanted it to be, and, and that's been challenging. Um, so that's the first four things. Withdrawal, withdraw from destruction, honestly face the different parts of who you are, ask a question God hasn't already answered, and tell God you're willing to surrender to his answer. But then then this is the core bit of it. Uh, sitting with the question in your heart and noticing what you feel or hear or see even like like that picture of a well was just something i just saw in my imagination i guess that's what you would call it so i on sunday i used this quote from susan hill where she said there is no trick to hearing god's voice it has nothing to do with the number of years someone's been a christian nor is it about being more spiritual than another person once the barriers are cleared away it comes down to noticing things taking a second look and pausing to reflect and so that's really that thing of noticing that's really the core of listening to god and then the last two things are are articulating sort of writing down capturing that and then just testing it because sometimes you can be pretty sure you're hearing god but what you're actually hearing is yesterday's pizza regurgitating on you or something so Mm -hmm. so that that's i I wanted to spend a bit more time unpacking those things I, i i didn't really get the chance to do that but i feel like I, as much as possible, I want to help people imagine how it could work for them and how they can enter this dialogue. Not, not, not that there's a right way of doing it, just that this thing of learning to notice and clear out all the distractions and, and, and then testing what, what you sense God's saying. Yeah. I, I want to come back to that pizza quote because I think that's an important part, not the pizza bit. But that. Uh, but how do we discern between what is God and what's just my vivid imagination or my, that can be a pretty hard line to walk sometimes. Hmm. Uh, how, how do we discern between those two? What's your experience guys? I actually think there's normally confirmation. Um, and that's the way uh, when you listen to God, you always, when I've listened to God, I've always it's always been confirmed through some other personal thing that's happened. So it's not like just me imagining it, imagining, can you say the word now? It's not like just me thinking about it and saying, oh, that's what that's true. Something else happens or there's something else happens. And you look back and you go, well, this has happened, this has happened, this has happened. Oh, yeah, okay, God is really trying to talk to me and, and I've listened to him. And yeah, that's what he's trying to get. That's where he's trying to get me. So... Yeah, for me, it's confirmation from other sources. Mm. Yeah, I have the same thing, Paul. But, you know, I, I too have a bit of a vivid imagination or internal voices, and it's very hard in the moment, Dan, to sometimes discern those things. You know, what's what's just my own internal talk versus what's God saying to me. Um, 
after the event, like in, in retrospect or in hindsight, it's a lot, vision's a lot clearer. And yes, there's sometimes that's confirmed by other sources, like you say, Paul, someone else confirming it or or challenging it and disproving it or whatever. But sometimes it is actually just sitting with it. It's the, it is a bit of the passage of time, but the, the extra discipline that's needed there is you have to go back and revisit. You can't just move on and make an assumption and, you know, I'm now up to today's news, don't worry about yesterday's news because otherwise you just don't know how much reality you know, you've you've avoided or, you know, unreality you've moved into. So mm. yeah, I find the passive time is very important and then just you know, a bit of revisiting, reconsidering and looking for those, you know, external independent validations. Yeah. I know for us moving from the UK and deciding to come over for, for my wife, she's um it, it was hard for her to work out what's God's will in this that God gave her the same passage from five different sources all, all within a very short space of time that are exactly just what she needed to hear. And then even last week as she was kind of struggling watching how things are panning out with kids and how they're settling and worried about them, it, God just throws that same passage up again and it's just, it's going to be all right. So 120, I think it is, or 21. It's going to be okay. I've got you. You're not going to stumble. Yeah. Had that confirmation hearing from god uh, yeah the, often a confirmation for me is um we, we hold the the bible in real high regard as the word of god and so yeah, reading the bible will often confirm or there'll be parts of the bible that really speak to you through that decision or through the hearing listening to others i think it's really important that that we don't do it on our own but we actually bounce off each other i, I love this thing that we have at citywide of triads or kingdom cells where we have a small group of mates and we actually can throw these big questions at and say this is what i think god said what do you guys think D does that line up we can deceive ourselves fairly easily but it's who's also walking with god yeah. yeah and then just the holy spirit i love that the holy the bible describes the holy spirit as a counselor who hears the groanings of our heart um we don't even have to be able to understand what's going for on for us because the holy spirit knows and he's our counselor that teaches us um so gus i especially liked in your example earlier on a, a, about recognizing the pattern of behavior um naming it and saying and just inviting god in in that before it really sets yeah So, Em, I don't know how you bounce off this. Um, similar answers to everybody else, which I know seems like a silly answer, but I remember we talked about all of this in The Hearing God, which was really good, and I got so much out of that on how to do it, how to be a better listener, uh, how to be more open to discerning the voice of God versus potentially Satan's voice or our own. Um, but, yeah, validating it through other people, through the Bible, and I'm a big one in yeah, letting it stick with me. So if I'm feeling like God's saying something or trying to lead me somewhere, but I'm not sure, I just pray that he keeps that sense on my heart so that I feel the same way in three days or even overnight. Um, that was a big thing. Sounds silly, but with naming grace, we really couldn't make the decision. And we went, okay, well, we're praying about it. I'm getting no sense. So let's leave it. And unless God gives us both something in our sleep that's different, we'll go with that. Um, I don't know whether or not we did the right thing. Time will tell. <laughs> a quick mockery, <laughs> as you say that. <laughs> yeah, no, Grace, beautiful man. Yeah. In, in a minute, I'm going to ask you what your top tip is for listening to God. 
so you can start chewing that over. But I'm just going to give us a quick test. Who can remember the acronym that Matt said um, about how we listen to God? So we, there were seven steps. Can we get these between us? I think there's a What's that? What's what, that? What's that? Okay. Throw in, throw in the words that don't have to be in order. Let's see if we got it. Withdrawing. Got withdrawal. Good. Uh, it was one being honest. Honesty. It's honest was in there. Yeah. Mm. Asking. Yeah. 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 Nice one. Telling. Yeah. Surrender. Surrendering. Nice. Is that the it? Surrendering yeah. or it, it, it wasn't surrendering. No. I've asked a question I don't know the answer to though. I, I have it, it in is. front of me, so I'm just not answering because that'd be cheating. <laughs> I've got it in front of me too. That's a great idea. Here we go. <laughs> Well, well, make yourself sound really smart, Emily. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> articulate, well, with, articulate. Withdraw, yeah, articulate and then test at the end. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to run through those again because I think these are really important. We haven't got a slide for it, I don't think. But, no. but, um, but withdraw, be honest, ask the questions, tell God you're willing to surrender. So there is surrender there. You got it. Um, sit with the question in your heart, articulate what God says and test what God is saying with Bible and fellowship. Hmm. Nice. Okay, top tip for listening to God. What's your, if you could only say one thing, what's the old top tip? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, in a nice gentle tone. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, act upon what he's telling you. That's what I reckon. I reckon if you listen to God and you act on when you hear God, you actually hear God more. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good one, Paul. You can sort of picture God, you know, you're asking him for an answer. He's already told you. You just haven't done it. Just, just hmm. do what I said. Hmm. <laughs> I think one of the most productive times in my ministry was I was a school teacher and in the morning in my quiet times, I actually had my class list in front of me and I would just have space to dwell with each of the people every morning. And so I'd, I don't know how to, I would, I would dwell with them. I didn't fill it up with prayer requests. I would just look at this person's name and just try and listen to God. You know, how do you see them? I want to see them from your perspective, your eyes, not my own. I want to know what you want me to reflect back to them today. And, and just sit there and listen. And I think that year of my teaching was the most productive um, in really seeing and valuing my students. And, and so, so I think, um, what's my top tip? It's, it's the discipline, I think, of making the space. We don't stumble into this. It's, you actually have to be proactive. And so it requires discipline. So for me, it, it is the shut up, it is the silence, the space. But, but it's the discipline of, of making that a priority. And I think one thing I've been reflecting on before this, this podcast thing is um, God doesn't ask us to pack an extra, bit of, an extra bit of work onto an already 100% busy life. He doesn't add, ask us to keep adding more and more. And often as Christians or as humans, I think maybe we keep on thinking, I just got to add more and more into what I'm doing and achieving. But, but God doesn't ask us to be 110% busy. And, and so then it's a matter of how do I reprioritize my time and choose my time so that I can have the discipline to be with him. 
yeah so so making that so that's a very long top tip create some space yeah hmm i think for me the space is critical um i think uh for for me learning to to name it and tell other people about it like to to, to get it out because I, I get stuff can go around in my head but getting it out and then making it actionable like like even helpful for me just sharing with you guys today and whoever's listening i guess um what god was telling me in my quiet time this morning just mm. brings it back to you into focus and uh think oh yeah probably should do something with that so yeah getting it out and uh doing something with it I think being intentional is really important, but uh, my tip is probably, in addition to all of that, find the space that works, as in the physical space that's going to work best for you. And that is different for everybody because our distractions and our anaesthetics are also different. So whether that's outside in a quiet beach or whether that's sitting in your classroom before your day starts or if that's at home, um, and I think I'm struggling with that a little bit more because I don't have my work, my routine that I'm used to, not scheduling it in, but you do in a way have to schedule it to make sure it happens, but also leave space that it might be five minutes or half an hour, whatever God wants to do. Uh, so I'm trying to find the best, less distraction-filled space that we can make that happen. And Emily, for anyone else who's watching, you you have got it tough when it comes to finding space. With a young baby, they you're lucky if you even get a minute to go to the bathroom. So trying to find some time for a quiet time is just, yeah, it's a tough Maybe one. Maybe a tip I need to actually believe right now is to be easy on yourself too. If you only get to it once a week, that's okay. If you only get to it once a month, I think the thing is to, when you fall short, when the habit dies, keep it going again. Keep getting back up. Keep trying to reset it. Um, don't just think, oh, well, it's it's March now, so why bother? Um, there's mm. always time to reconnect with God and he's always sitting there with that nice cool water ready mm. when we are. Yeah. yeah. That's and, great. Yeah, listening, listening to you talk about 110% you know, capacity, it did remind me, I've, as Matt knows, I've listened to a book that's become my favourite book recently by John Mark Comer, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And mm. his whole premise is that, you know, a hurried life, is almost antithesis to you know being spiritual, hearing from God, you know, growing, and a lot of that internal work. It's just actually can't be done if you're always permanently in a hurry. And if you link that into that whole concept of scarcity, you know, you're feeling that you never have enough time. There's always too much to do, and there's so many things I have to tend to, and therefore that's driving you to you know constantly be just pushing, you know, the time envelope too hard. You know, I think. It probably does come back to how you're going to hear God in that in that time if you just don't slow down and stop and listen. And that's really hard for me because you know I am a, just a hurrying person, and so to feel that it'll be okay if I slow down or drop some things off the list or whatever, because then I'll be able to listen. Um, you know, that just goes against my natural brain, but you know I, I have come to believe that's actually the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Can I can I just say too? Um, <laughs> I've been listening to God throughout this podcast and thanks God. He's challenged me on actually listening more, which is mm. really uh, such, so, such irony in the podcast. Anyway, I just thought I'd add that, share that with you. Yeah. Yeah, good. Well, we can check up on you next week. How are you going with that, Paul? <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Well, we're going to 
come in to land now. Um, is there anything anyone's burning to say or any, any other points before we finish up? I, I have one. Um, I just want to finish on this God is good thing. Um, because God is good, because it was funny, like, we, we joked about the start of this podcast. I don't know if it's actually on the podcast. I stopped at Macca's to get something to eat on the way here. And um, my phone was overheating. That's why it dropped out. But lucky I got Macca's because I used my cold drink to cool down my phone so I could finish the podcast. <laughs> God yeah. is good. God is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Very funny. Cool. We might finish up. I'll pray to finish. But thanks, thanks for sharing, guys, and, and thanks for watching. Um, yeah, so we'd love to have your comments. You can hopefully put comments at the bottom of the podcast where you're watching. Shoot an email through to church at Hobart Citywide, um, citywidehobart.org.au. Yeah, but let me, let me just close in prayer. So, Father, we thank you for this time uh, to, to just talk about listening. And I'm so conscious that even starting to pray, I'm jumping straight into me, me, me. Uh, Father, we just want to create space for you. Um, thank you for this counsellor that lives within us, that knows us and knows what we need. And Father, help us to stop and listen. Help us not to be driven either by busyness or life or by our flawed concept of who you are and help us just to stop and listen for a while. Help us to be with you in this. Thanks, God. Amen. Amen.